0: In 2012, I released what was my very first self-published book, and it was titled "Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts," made while playing video games. And since it was my first entry into publishing something, uh, you know, I felt like I was a million bucks, and I was going to make a million bucks. Literally, that's how I felt. I mean, I, 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 I was on top of the, uh, the clouds, and I had all kinds of delusions of grandeur, and had zero marketing plan in place as well. I mean there was there was no marketing plan (laughs) at all for this book. And because of that, because of how I had sort of barreled into the woods without really any kind of map or any kind of plan, uh, the book sold moderately well. And when I say moderately well I mean people within my sphere of influence bought it. Uh, A few folks outside of that bought it and then it continued to sell to very few folks outside of that circle uh, beyond but the thing about it was, uh, as I finished this uh, you know, first published book, uh, I had a lot of gusto to write a second one. In fact, I was going to write about six or seven books in this Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts vein. And the second one that I did was Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts made while being single, which was sort of the unofficial uh, or official sequel to the first one about video games. And if you haven't figured it out by now, the... Titles are intentionally long and kind of strange, because the the nature of these books, being that they were nonfiction, were that they were a collection of essays that were meant to be funny, and they were meant to be satirical, but at the same time have a bit of truth in them, which is technically what satire ends up becoming. And every chapter was an epiphany, a theory, or a downright good thought, depending upon you know, what I wanted to write about as it pertained to video games or or being single and, and what have you. So thing is, as I did these two books and I felt so right in doing them, there was still something in the back of my mind that kept saying, Josh, this really isn't your message, okay? This isn't really who you are, and uh, if you keep down this path, you you may not be able to truly unveil the unique voice that you're supposed to have. And I wrestled with this for a while, I really did. And over the course of a couple years and still wrestling with this and still struggling to figure out what my voice was, I had what many people call sort of a come to Jesus or rather a, a God moment where I came back to my faith and discovered that the voice that I was becoming was an angry one. It was from a place of hurt, it was from a place of just sort of bitterness It was from a place of uh, just kind of ranting and raving at the world without any kind of solution. And quite honestly, when I look back on those two books that I did, it was therapeutic, uh, a little bit of catharsis actually, but it wasn't really me yet. And I wanted to bring this up in an episode by itself because I've talked about these two self-published books a couple of times, and I've always led into these conversations mentioning how these books were not me, how satire wasn't me, how humor wasn't me, sarcasm wasn't me and and whatnot. But I don't want to do my past self a disservice because what I'm really trying to say, and that's what I'm going to clarify with this episode, is that that voice just wasn't ready. And when I say wasn't ready, I mean there really wasn't a purpose behind it other than just the rantings of an angry young man. Even though I thought I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, it was really just a lot of yelling and screaming and pointing out things that may or may not have been obvious to other people, without really digging into why was it that I was angry in the first place. And again, as I've said on this podcast before, you know I, I have this this faith in Christianity. And uh, again, if you're not a Christian, it's okay. You know, just this is part of my story and the reason why I have to share this is I didn't want to be just an angry voice. And that's really what I want to make clear anytime I talk about the first two books that I self-published. Because satire in of itself is not bad. Uh, you know, there's a, a popular satire on social media right now called The Babylon Bee, which I think is absolutely hysterical. And there's various other satirical sites that I find to be semi-funny uh, at times. There was The Onion, I think, for a while, which had some... Uh, Rather humorous articles that they would write about culture and politics and society and things like that So it has its place. It totally has its place and I know there's a part of me that that comes very naturally But when it comes to satire when it comes to humor and things like that You have to be careful about where you're beginning from and where you're ending when you're talking about these kinds of things or when you're trying to speak from that place because the place I was beginning from was was anger and bitterness. And the place I was ending it with was sort of this open-ended, vague, well, you figure it out on your own because I'm angry with the conclusions that I came to. And since I didn't really have a good starting point, and I didn't really have a good capstone message, uh, I was really just kind of throwing darts in the air and seeing what would stick. I knew that it wasn't my best work. And I knew that it was merely just me being mad at the world, and trying to make a few quick bucks off of something that I really enjoyed doing, which was writing. So to kind of give this thing uh, the full circle, you know, come back to everything, uh, when I moved away from the Epiphanies Theories books and I wrote my short story, The Scientist Dilemma, this was the therapeutic work that would really be the transition that I would have from writing angry sort of angry Josh and turning into the person that now had a beginning point and also had a an ending point, a conclusion that would make a lot more sense. So if I write satire from here on out, I'm hoping that my beginning point is obvious and I'm hoping that my, my conclusion through my satire is also obvious. Uh, granted it's art and writing is a form of art so it's not always going to Uh, hit in the ways that we intend, uh, but we do hope that it's impactful. And I think that you find work to be impactful when there's a starting point that is clear and when there's an ending point that is also rather clear. It doesn't have to be uh, so definitive that you went, yes, that's exactly what the artist was saying, but rather I get where this artist is coming from and I see where they're coming from and I can either relate to it or maybe I disagree with it. So... All that being said, uh, as I've wrestled with these concepts over the years, uh, I just want to make that very clear that I'm not ashamed of my first two books. You know, I, I think a lot of people go back and they, they see things that they did back in like grade school or high school and they say, wow, that was awful, that was such a, a horrible work and I hope no one ever sees that. But I look at it as more of a process where you're growing and you're on this gradient and you're learning and you're moving forward. Uh, but the unique thing I think about art uh, and writing for that matter is that our writing really spills out of us from the places that we feel truly, deeply convicted. Like, What are our deepest convictions? You know, What do we ideally see as being the way we want the world to be affected by our art? And if we just want the world to be affected in a way that makes it also angry along with us, then what good does that do? Uh, You know, I don't think that it does anybody any good, Uh, having a lot of angry people running around. I mean, we don't have to go far on social media to find a lot of angry people, right? I mean, you could go on Twitter and you're never short for (laughs) folks who just are trying to stir the pot, right? I think I've seen that meme more than a handful of times. Uh, with regards to stirring the pot and and just trying to cause uh, strife all over the Internet space. But again, I just wanted to be as clear as I can be about the nature of where I was at when I first started writing and publishing, as I wasn't really in a good place. you know, I, I wasn't in a place where I felt hopeful about the future of my writing. I really just felt like an angry person who wanted to be heard, and that was it. There was no game plan. There was no long term thing. There was a little bit of long term thinking. I shouldn't, I shouldn't throw myself under the bus too much. But as far as the, you know, the message having some sort of long standing value to my readers or to my audience, it really wasn't in the plan. You know, there really wasn't anything else guiding it. Uh, I often think that when I I had my moment where I was really coming back to my faith. I recognized that I had so many unfinished paragraphs in a lot of the stuff that I had written prior to that. And quite frankly, I I don't know how else to explain this, but when I went back and I looked at them, I suddenly had the ability to find the words to finish those paragraphs and start new ones. That's what it was like for me as a writer and as an artist, is I was able to fill in those blanks now that I knew where my message was going to come from. And when we have direction like that, when we actually know what our message is, we know what our voice is then. And when we have that voice, we know that we can use it now to speak to a whole plethora of people who may not be able to have a voice for themselves. And maybe they're looking for someone to put the words in the right order so that their message can be understood and they themselves then can put together their own voice because they didn't have one. So, again, uh, I, I hope I haven't confused anyone. I hope I've been as clear as I can be as I'm trying to be with this, with this episode. Uh, just speaking again to my first couple of books and where I've come from there and how I've gotten to where I am now, uh, specifically writing you know, science fiction, which is, of course, a far and a long stretch from the nonfiction satire that I was doing before. But again, you know, I may come back to that at some point. I may come back to writing satire, and I, I may not. You know, I, I don't know what that will look like. But I do know that the place where I'm beginning from and where I'm going, I do know what those are now, and uh, and that fills me with a lot of a lot of hope, actually, for the future of my own writing career, and for anyone else out there who who may feel that a similar way, or maybe you're still looking for that. Maybe you're still looking for the reasons. For why you sit down at a at a keyboard or a notepad and you start penning something together, and you're not really quite sure where it's going yet, uh, my encouragement is to find out for yourself. You know what is that message you're trying to trying to send? I mean, is it truly just catharsis? Is it just for yourself to get something out? Is it is it therapeutic, or is it a message that you you believe other people should hear? Why should they hear it? Right? You know why should they hear your message? Why do you think it's important? Because it should be more than just, it's important to me. There should be something bigger than just, well, it's important to me, so therefore other people have to hear it. No, okay, that's, I, I don't think that's a good litmus test. We need to understand that when we do write, we are going to put ourselves into a space where we're going to be open to, A, criticism, and B, people who might be inspired by our work uh, as well. So I will leave you guys with that with this episode. Uh, Again, I hope I've been clear and concise on this, uh, just kind of sharing a bit of my background in writing, uh, and uh, I think it was kind of fitting to do this episode now, considering that I'm going to be doing the last in this uh, Seven Deadly Sins series with the sin of pride, because again, pride before the fall is uh, is a popular, or I wouldn't say popular, but it's a well-known phrase, and I couldn't agree with that more. Especially when it comes to being an artist. So, uh, with that being said, uh, hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Welcome to the summer. As I'm recording this, it's June 1st. And in the Midwest of America, I think summer has finally arrived. I don't want to speak too soon, but I think it's finally gotten here. It took almost six months to do it, but it's finally here. So, rejoice in that if you're from the Midwest, uh, listeners. So I'll talk with you guys again soon. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. Let me know what you thought as well. Uh, if you're having a similar struggle or perhaps had a struggle like that in the past, uh, definitely feel free to reach out to me, in which case so. I will talk with you guys again soon. This is Josh, Jason Felto for the Writer's Lens.